Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code boom to get $30 off your first month. That's boom. Talkspace.com slash boom. B-O-O-M. Hey guys, Ben Standig here. I just recorded a podcast with Todd Dibus about the Wizards' home loss to the Dallas Mavericks. I'll play that for you guys in just a second, but I wanted to let you know at the top, just a quick reminder, you can join and you should join. Come on, it's for fun. Our NCAA tournament bracket challenge. Here's how you do it. Go to cbsports.com and you want to enter the address lockedonwizards.mayhem.cbsports.com. If it asks you for a specific invite, I will put that up on Twitter at LockedOnWizards and probably you can also find it at Ben Standig. Do that. You probably have to enter, I guess, by noon tomorrow, whenever the first games start. It is a free entry. I think there is a big prize part of the overall CBS Sports uh, universe, uh, but I said I will figure out some sort of grab baggy prize for the winner, uh, whoever joins. So do that. Should be fun. A lot of you have already been joining up, so I really appreciate that. Uh, and then just lastly, uh, I interviewed Dallas Mavericks owner Mark Cuban before the game today. I'm going to play that for you guys tomorrow. Kind of just talks some broad topics around the league, but it's always interesting to hear what one of the more outspoken voices in the NBA has to say so make sure you subscribe on itunes if you don't if you're not already and therefore you won't miss that so here we go todd and i talking about another defensive letdown and loss for the wizards you are locked on wizards your daily washington wizards podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day defense again you know we um, we were playing well you know, up to the third fourth quarter and it got hot and you know it only take a couple just for dirt to get hot and on top of that we were letting guys have open threes layups pretty much whatever they want you know it was, it was definitely our defense that lost again all right and that was wizards guard bradley beal stating the obvious the wizards defense still stinks they've come home but the odor of bad defense remains. We're going to talk about that and more here on the Locked On Wizards podcast. Ben Standig with Todd Dibus from the Washington Times. The Wizards lose 112 107 to the Dallas Mavericks. Second straight loss. And this one, it was looking good. Three quarters. Well, most of the most, well, two in, most of the third quarter, they were looking pretty good. The middle quarters. Yeah. The, yeah, the, the middle quarters were going well. The middle quarters. And then the Wizards got back to some of their bad habits. In terms of uh, defense, particularly on the perimeter, Dallas scores a season-high 39 points for any quarter in the fourth. They make seven of 12 threes. Dirk Nowitzki, you might have heard of him. He gets 10 of his 20 in the fourth. And the Wizards lose. The Wizards lose. And yet, maybe it's possible. The biggest, the bigger story is John Wall goes down with an injury in the second quarter. Uh, sprained left foot. He does come back. Gutted it out, played most of the second half, frankly. That said, after the game, he said he's he's pretty sore. 
He said he's not even sure. X-rays were negative, but he's not even sure if he'll play in Friday's game against Chicago. For him to make that statement says a lot about where this injury is. Not, it's not sending off alarm bells here. Just saying it's not a, oh, yeah, put, rub some dirt on it and he'll be fine situation. So, all that said, how you feeling, Todd? I, I thought it was also, yeah, I also thought it was interesting that John didn't instantly commit to Friday. I mean, maybe he's, we're reading too much into it and he's just logically hedging his bets and waiting for more information. Um, but usually he's so hell-bent on playing, he'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm playing. Never mind. Forget about this thing. I'm playing. Whatever whatever smaller thing has been in the past. So, obviously, this got his attention. It, he sprained his foot in his rookie year as well, so he, he, he kind of knows what he's going through here, but also said that this was not as significant as that sprain. And, you know, at first he didn't even think he was going to be able to play the second half, but came back and, again, played a ton of minutes <laughs> despite the sprained foot. Um, and tried to drag them out of this hole that they created with more horrendous defense. So the Wizards have uh, were swept by Dallas this season. That's uh, crazy. That'll be one of those things we may look at in a few in a few weeks when we get up to the seedings for the playoffs. Uh, speaking of Dallas, let me just tease this a little bit. I spoke with Dallas owner Mark Cuban, yes, the, the Shark Tank guy, uh, before the game for a few minutes. Um, I'm going to play that for you guys tomorrow. We kind of talked about uh, kind of where he sees the league going forward and, and some other sort of league-wide issues. So I'll play that for you guys tomorrow. Uh, of course, if you want to make sure you don't miss that, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or anywhere else you do your podcasting. If you follow us on Twitter, at Wizards or at Ben Standing, you also won't miss the link. If you follow Todd on Twitter, at Todd underscore Divis, you won't miss anything that happens in this Seattle sports area. Oh, sorry. Was that, is that, is that, sorry. Well, Lorenzo Romar got fired today. Their yeah. top recruit got, is going elsewhere. So it's a lot going on up there. You know, your, your, your attentions are divided. Yeah. Well, when it comes to, when it comes to him, I, I could spend an hour talking about him in a positive manner because when, <clears throat> like I said on Twitter, as you now mock me, I said that he he had nothing to gain by being nice to me. When I first started there, I wasn't even attached to a newspaper at the time, and yet he treated me like everybody else. So you, you don't forget that in the media world. Your occasional Seattle sports tweets on Twitter are not even like top ten of the most random things I see on Twitter on a regular basis based on some people I follow for reasons <laughs> that are somewhat unexplicable now, but that's how Twitter works sometimes. Um I think I don't know if it's inexplicable. It's certainly starting to become alarming, but the Wizards' defense is a thing. Pre-game, so the Wizards are back. They, get, they had a successful road trip. Let's not forget that. Four and one, they come home. Immediately, we talked to Scott Brooks pre-game. He says a couple things that stood out. One, he said, the first game back from a long road trip is always a tough one. And I said to you, you know what, Todd, if I was a betting guy, which I don't do anymore in kids, HTK, don't do that. But if I was a betting guy, this is a game historically – I would have said, "What's the? How many points is Dallas getting?" Because I with them, the first team, the first game back from a long road trip is always a tricky one, human nature kind of thing. Right. Then on top of it, he said, "You know, we've got to improve our three point defense. Uh, the defense as a whole, the three point defense in particular." Well, what happens? Dallas was getting a lot of shots in the first quarter. They scored thirty two points. That's better than the forty one Minnesota had, but you know, better. But then in the middle two quarters, they only scored forty one points combined. Again, matching what Minnesota had in the first quarter. 
Monday. But then darkness fell again. They they, they lost their way pretty quickly in, in the fourth quarter. Starting I, the quarter with the entire bench unit, which backtracked them. And then Bradley Beal and uh, I'm trying to think, and Otto Porter, I believe, were up off the bench suddenly to get in there and try to not let it get out of hand and then but they couldn't slow them down once they kind of got rolling downhill there yeah dallas i think the total run was a 35 to 13 run that put them from being down 12 to up 10 10 mm-hmm. uh, it was 24 to 7 to start the fourth quarter um and it just never got it never could catch up from there you know if you include that orlando game before they won the trip because let's not forget orlando was way up on the Wizards. They had to rally back to get that win, too. Bogdanovich saved the day at that time. So if you include that game and this game, that's seven straight games where the defense has not been good. They average, they give up 121 points on the road. If we were talking about seven games back in December, all right, to some degree, you got a long way to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the record now? 40, 41 and 26. And by my math, that means... Boy, I'm about to butcher this. So, what, 15 games left? Do it, math guy. Hopefully, I, hopefully yes. it's 15 games. If not, HTK will send me a, D, a DM later telling me the correct stat. <laughs> they need to go 9 and 6 to, to hit 50 wins. But so with only 15 games to go, and you've now had seven straight games, maybe there was even more than that, I don't need a, a reminder on this one, HTK. Anyway, with the seven-game stretch alone, with only 15 to go, they got to work this out. And, oh, by the way... Practice is a problem these days. They have so, the, the schedule is so relentless, they don't have time. That was another thing Brooks discussed. Like, well, on the one hand, yeah, we need to practice. But on the other hand, and that was before John Wall got an injury. Right. So they're in this weird, tough spot. They need to fix this defense. They're still integrating on some level three new players, including Mahimi, I'm counting. And yet, rest. They have a game Friday. That, that upcoming five-game road trip is not that far away now. Problem? Where would you rank this on the on your on your problem scale on a scale of one to ten? What's your concern level with the with the with this situation? I'm torn because it's something that was a problem earlier in the season, but they fixed it. So that to me says, all right, they can they can get this right. They have the personnel to get this right. But then I also think like it's why I asked Brooks post game. So. You had a problem earlier in the season. You figured out how to fix it. You maintained that for multiple months. Why do you revert to the same problem? How, how does that happen? How do you prevent that from happening? So that's one of the main curiosities for me. I certainly think when it comes down to it, um, names on the jersey influence this team, and the postseason will also influence them. They, they know what to do. They know how to properly run their coverages. They they just have to by now. Um, even though Brooks, you know, in his desperation at the end of tonight when he went small, started switching things quite a bit in like the last five minutes of the game. But in general, their basic their standard coverage, they know what they're supposed to do. <laughs> they're just not doing it. So what they're going to find out is that they can get away with that against a certain group. But coming up, they have at Boston, at Cleveland, at the Clippers, at Golden State, at Utah. You're going to get blown out doing this stuff when you go play those folks in their gym. Did Boston win? I did not look. They uh, they were up like 11 with a couple minutes to play, so I had penciled them in with a win. So, you know, it it, it is – 
disconcerting. I, I feel like we've entered the is the finish line here yet phase of the season a little bit. I think it, I kind of feel that in the media workroom. I don't know. Maybe that's just I personally feel that. Like, let's get to the playoffs and nail down these seeds. Um, and I wonder if that's creeping in on the players as well. So the Wizards have lost two in a row. They have done that in 2017. They have not lost three in a row this calendar year yet. Ironically, they've lost two in a row three times. Ironically, twice. The second loss was to Dallas. At least they don't have to see them again. And like, yeah, get get ten games under 500, Dallas, out of here. And you know what? We we talked about this before. Along the lines of that human nature element, that first game back from a long road trip is tough. Playing a team like Dallas makes it even tougher because Rick Carlisle is a mastermind coach over there. He's going to get his team to play. Yes, they have a losing record, but they're not necessarily all in it this year to to win it. That's one of the things I talked about uh, with uh, Cuban. But uh, but they're going to play hard, and the Wizards gave them open the door with with their crappy defense. And Dallas has the guys that can make the shots. Uh, Harrison Barnes had twenty two, Dirk twenty. Uh, Seth Curry, 19. I should just just to say John Wall had 26 and 11 despite the uh, foot issue. Bradley Beal had 24 points. Porter, 14 but mo- and 10. Again from Gortat and Markeith Morris. Very little. Yeah, I mean, Gortat had 10 rebounds in 24 minutes, but only 8 points. Morris fouled out with 5 points and 7 rebounds. Um, you know, we talked so much for so long about how they needed to get a backup point guard. And when, when John Wall was down, I was like, well, at least I got Brandon Jennings. Uh, not that that would be enough, but, you know. So, okay, but, like, the, the one issue I've had is the if Marky Morris is having a game, a night, whatever, where he's not giving you everything, they just don't have that simple swap in for him. You can either go small with some sort of Porter-Bogdanovich combo. You can go big with Jason Smith, but you can't go even. Right. And, and and that's one thing they have to figure out because that changes how Brooks you – know, in other words, you just can't swap him in. And, uh, you know, Mahimi Gortai can essentially do that, but you can't do that with um, with Morris. So, Celtics, Celtics won. Miami won again. Unbelievable. Yeah, as well. So – um, all right, so the Wizards Friday against the Bulls. The Bulls seem to be a mess right now, um, which isn't to say. Who could have ever seen that coming at the start of the season? Why they ever signed Rondo is beyond me. Beyond everything else, whatever. But signing him, I was like, what are you doing? Especially with that coach, that made zero sense. Um, in any event, I'm not putting anything. I'm not assuming squat. This is a game the Wizards should win. So right now, to answer the question I asked you, my, on a 1-10 to 10 scale, I'm at a 5. Because it is sort of like, all right, on the one hand... You know, even over the last six games, they're four and two. We know they can do this. They're just not right now. On the other hand, it is getting a little bit late in the season. I think with 15 games to go, it is about that point of, okay, scoreboard watching is not out of line, and you've got to start winning these games. On top of that, one reason we talked before about why they had to go four and one on that road trip, or ideally they go four and one at least, is because of what's upcoming. Right. And they've got this home game against the Bulls, but then after that, you know, it's a lot. The road, it's it's road and road and road, and that five game road trip is so daunting. If they even just got two and three, uh, that's what I, I was going to say. A two and three road trip would be you'd be okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so so that's why games like this against a team under five hundred, it's a little bit alarming that they couldn't get it done. And again, they almost lost to Orlando before that last road trip. They barely won some of these games on the road. All that said, they did beat Orlando. They did go 4-1 on the road trip. Yes, they lost this one. 
beat Chicago. And we won't say we forget about this, but you can start getting back in the right scheme of things. And also, Chicago, they're not good shooting threes. No. At least if they're throwing out the standard Jimmy Butler, Dwayne Wade, Rondo y kind of lineup. So if that's the case, let's not see them get off. If they start making threes, <laughs> we may need to uh, pull the fire alarm somewhere. And uh, and have a different conversation. Yeah, they 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 might be a, a good cure for what has been ailing the Wizards lately. And as you said, they, despite these defensive problems, they continue to to win just because they have so much offensive firepower and they have good talent depth now. Um, but their defense obviously needs to be much 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 better. And I think they also need to think about how in sync they're going to have their small ball lineup because I would assume once the playoffs roll around, we're going to see that group out there, a pretty good chunk with Markeith Morris at center. Uh, just lastly, Kelly Oubre, zero minutes tonight. Uh, Jason Smith played seven, Sadoransky six. Again, I, I talked about this during the road trip. Todd and I touched on it the other day. Especially, uh, another sign of getting closer to the to the, to the the end here is how the rotation starts to go. I actually asked Brooks pregame. Todd hates it when I say I asked, but I did. I asked Brooks pregame about where's that line now between you keep trying different rotations, but don't you want to get something stable getting close? And he, again, said, yes, this is the fine line. On the one hand, I don't want to get guys in established roles, but I also want to throw people in in specific random spots to see how they perform. He specifically said Jason Smith won them that game in Sacramento by just this. He hadn't played the game before, throws them in, does well. And right, he said Sadoransky, kind of the same. Ubre on the flip side, he basically said, yeah, he's not there. He needs to do more. That is, should be a sign going forward. Um, he referred to that group as the wild cards, which uh, I think is a good phrase for them. The only thing I'll say for Ubre, inconsistent on all facets, but when he's going defensively, he does give them an element that the second unit otherwise doesn't have. I, yeah, I'll give, I, I can't remember who wrote this, but one of the Bullets Forever guys had a thing the other day about how Bogdanovich, as good as he's been offensively, he's been like net rating has been in the minus territory because um, defensively he seems to be in there a lot when these runs happen tonight. He was, I mean, again, plus minus, whatever. The whole bench was a negative, so it is what it is. But Well, he, pairing him with Brandon Jennings, so we knew <laughs> that they're both bad defenders, right, right yeah. before, this, before this started. So you, that shouldn't be a surprise to anyone. But at the end of the day, like... And uh, Jason Smith. Let's just say they have a series against... Toronto or, you know, I don't know, uh, somebody who's got a wing player. Toronto with, with DeRozan, who, he's not a great three-point shooter, but they don't have a guy you can go, go sick him. Oubre ideally would have been that guy. Theoretically, that's what he should be. Right, yes. but, but at this point, it feels like Brooks has sort of run out of patience on that, understandably so, based on what we've seen, the inconsistency for two months now. Um, so that's something, you know, it's one of the, you, know, you got to weigh these things, the pros and cons, what, what's the good, what's the bad. And uh, figure it out. The art of coaching. The, the art of coaching. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll just say this, then we'll leave. Uh, Brooks, after the game, remained calm. No pounding the table. No no throwing people under the bus. He said, hey, you know what? At the end of the day, I really like this team. Every time we've been sort of been backed into a corner, we figured it out. We have to play better defense, but I'm not worried, is basically what he said. We've seen him much angrier after other losses this season. But also, and I guess I just always come back to a game like this with last year. I would have made sure I made it here post game because the coach would have said something interesting or colorful or who knows what. Which isn't to say that's right or wrong. It's to say people handle things differently. Brooks remains calm. In theory, that's carried over to the team. We'll see if that happens. 
they, they, you know, they said the right things after the game. Now they just have to fix it. <laughs> now they just have to fix it. All right, on that note, uh, remember, sign up for the NCAA tournament bracket. Follow us on uh, Instagram, or on uh, Instagram, on iTunes tomorrow. You'll hear the Mark Cuban interview, plus all our other podcasts. So for Ben and Todd, signing off. See you. Deal gets open for three. Dagger! Long drive, long foul shot. Dagger!